Hello and welcome to the Glacier Valley Church of God. Today's podcast was recorded live on Sunday before a full church. If there's anything we can do to bless you, to pray for you, please contact us at 907-789-3605. Glacier Valley Church of God, a place of hope, a place of healing. team you did a good job this morning we appreciate you amen now listen we have some people still praying in the altar and guess what we're going to do we're going to let them continue to pray okay that didn't bother me and it shouldn't bother you okay amen listen when God interrupts your service we're going to let God do what he needs to do okay I don't have a problem with that as a matter of fact if you felt so compelled to come up and pray in the altar while I'm preaching, I'm not going to be mad at you, okay? You know, that's fine. Listen, this is a house of God. In other words, I'm not in charge. God is in charge, okay? We're just going to worship him. You guys mind if we just worship him today a little bit? You mind if we just give him praise today a little bit? You mind if we just shout the name Jesus? See, Will was talking about, I don't remember what it was. I mean, my memory's gone, but I know he mentioned it about how he just wants the rapture to come. But I tell you what, I thought we were pretty close to the rapture this morning. Amen. I just feel the presence of the Lord here. Listen, don't, don't go to sleep on me now that you've had your fill of the Holy Ghost. We're going to keep going here. Now the word needs to go forth. Amen. And, and I want to tell you, if you leave here today with troubles on your heart, then know that you had a moment where you can come down and make it right with God. Amen? Listen, we're, we're Pentecostal, which means that we attempt to have an order of service, but that all that goes out the window when the Lord interrupts. Amen? That all goes out the window. We're, we're, not, a, we're not a church of chaos. We're a church that's obedient to the Lord. Because man sets agendas and times. God has his own agenda this morning. Amen? So we're going to take up our offering. If you have to leave early, uh, then please help the church. And, and, and uh, before you go out that way, just give your offering to Skyler in the bag that he has. And if he doesn't have a bag, he'll get one. But uh, if you can help with that, I'd really appreciate that. But I'm promised not to keep you long. Uh, I, uh, my message I've, I've planned for about an hour or two hours. So I won't keep you long. Amen. Some of you are like, oh, dear God. So we're going to be talking about today Jesus interrupting. Man, he's already interrupted, hasn't he? He's already interrupted. Amen. Jesus interrupting. You ever had a, you ever had a phone call at dinner? You ever had a phone call at dinner that interrupted your dinner? You ever had a somebody interrupts you when you're trying to do something and it kind of frustrates you? We got two options this morning. We can receive the interruption of the Holy Spirit and Jesus. Or we can be frustrated because it doesn't fit our timetable. You know, I, I realize that in order for revival to come to our church and to our people, that I've got to be willing not to worry about my lunch plans. I gotta be willing not to worry about what I'm going to do this afternoon. I gotta be willing to not worry about what I'm going to do tonight. If a soul from Juno needs something from God, then there is no price too small from us to make sure that need is met. Amen. See, I I believe that God wants to restore the pedophile. I believe that God wants to restore the victim. I believe that God wants to restore the accused. I believe that God wants to restore the drunk. I believe that God wants to restore the drug addict. I believe that God wants to restore the homosexual.
And I believe God wants to heal the religious. Come on. See, I, you know, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. And I'm not just spiritual. I am saved, sanctified, and filled with his Holy Ghost. I stand before you this morning. And some of you are also with me in this boat. We are blood-bought. We are redeemed. We have been lifted up out of the miry clay and set upon the rock. We have been taken from our position of shame and guilt and set upon a position of princesses and princes. And we have been elevated to to the throne room of God's presence this morning. Amen. Our former lifestyle, although we may be accused of things that we did in the past, and maybe they're true, in God's eyes, it never happened, amen, because it is under his blood, amen. Man, aren't you glad we serve a God that doesn't remind you of your past? Aren't you glad that we serve a God that doesn't remind you of the things that you used to do? You ever laid in bed and thought about something that you did or said and you had some regret? And God says, I don't remember that. God says, you know why? Because he's a forgiving and loving God. Amen. He doesn't remember our past. Praise God. He only knows about our future. Amen. And I'm going to tell you right now, my future is not in this world. Amen. I have, I have a heavenly home. Now, let me say that again because I want to make sure you're with me. Amen. I have a heavenly home waiting on me. I have a heavenly home waiting on me where there is no water bill, no electric bill, no fuel bill. Praise God. Amen. And I don't need an electric bill because God is the light. And he provides all the power that I need. Praise God. And I'll be skinny again. (laughs) And young. Praise God. We're covering the last week of Jesus over the next four weeks leading up to Easter. This is one of the most important holidays to us. While we appreciate and love the fact that Jesus came, don't get me wrong, the fact that he died and rose again is what gives us that blessed hope, as Paul said. We're going to talk about today Jesus interrupting the triumphal entry. John chapter 12, if you guys can put that up there, I appreciate that. Appreciate our sound people and our slide people. I don't know what to call Ezra right now. Slider, slider, I don't know. Slidery, I don't know. We'll come up with something. John chapter 12, verses 12 through 13. He says, the next day, a great multitude. Say that with me, a great multitude. So just so that you know, when the Bible is unable to count a number, because the number is too big, because of, of the way that they counted back then, they would just say a great multitude. Remember, earlier, they specifically said 5,000 people were, were fed. Okay, so we have a number there. We know how many were fed, and thus were just men. In Acts, 3,000 men were filled with the Holy Ghost and joined the church. Amen? So we know that that seems like a great number, but they had a specific number. But here it says a great number. So in other words, they have no idea how many people were there. A great number of people, a great multitude that had come to the feast. This feast was the Passover. I'm going to talk about that more in just a moment. When they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, oh, praise God, I can have a sermon right there. Have you heard that Jesus is coming? Amen. Have you heard that Jesus is coming? Listen, you guys are going to have to help me this morning because I have a sermon, and I'm going to try to preach it, but God keeps interrupting. So God, help me out. (laughs) Took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him and cried out, Hosanna, 
Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Father, I feel your Holy Ghost right now. And Lord, I want to be responsible, Lord, and accountable to you for the direction that we go, God. Father, help me, Jesus, because I know that you want to move because you already have moved, God. We thank you, Father, in your name. Amen. So this time that they came to Jerusalem was the Feast of the Passover. Now, in order for me to explain what was going on here with Jesus, I needed to go back a little bit. I need to go back to the time of Moses and the Exodus. The Israelites were captive. They were slaves. They were slaves. They were beaten for who they were. They weren't beaten for any other reason other than the fact that they were Hebrew. I'm going to say that one more time. They weren't beaten and enslaved for any other fact that they were Hebrew. They were looked down upon. Their children were cast into the water in the river and fed to the crocodiles as punishment. This is the type of treatment that they received. They were looked down upon. And the Lord, they cried out to the Lord, but since during that time they were serving other idols and they knew about God, but they weren't doing what they should have done. And they worshiped the Egyptian gods because they were there in Egypt. And then finally they realized we gotta quit crying out to these Egyptian gods. We gotta cry out to the one God who was our Father. Amen. And God sent a deliverer. Praise God. Praise God. And I'm gonna tell you right now, God has sent a deliverer to you this morning, okay? But I'm getting ahead of myself. So that you know about the, the nine plagues that happened. I'm not going to go into all of them. We had the, the, the flies and, the, and the, uh, the locusts and the darkness and all of that. And each one of those plagues attacked the specific Egyptian deity that they worshipped. Again, I don't have time to go into all of that. But the last one, the last one was the, the Lord says, I'm going to take the firstborn of everyone. I'm going to take the firstborn of everyone and for Israel, for you to protect yourself. For you to protect yourself, I wanted you to, to kill a lamb, a sacrificial lamb. And this lamb has to be perfect. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Now some of you know where I'm going with this. Amen. He says, I want you to kill this lamb, and I want you to sacrifice this lamb, and I want you to take his blood, and I want you to paint it over the frame of the doorway. I want you to, now that sounds kind of more, but we're going to find out why in a minute God had them do that. Or actually not now, but maybe in a couple weeks as we talk about this. He says, I want you to take the blood and put it over the door. So when the angel of death comes and strikes down their firstborn, he's going to pass over you. Amen. Oh, praise God. Praise God. See, brothers and sisters, the Egyptians were living in sin. They were worshiping other gods. They didn't even acknowledge God. God tried to come to them and tell them, I am who I am. Amen. Tell them, I am sent them. And the, and the Egyptians said, no, we don't want any of that. And the judgment came to the Egyptians. But when judgment was to come, the Hebrews said, no, you're going to pass over me. Amen. Praise God. Some of you are wondering why I'm so excited. Some of you understand. But I'm going to tell you this morning, the blood. Mm. Come on, Lord. I need to get through this. The blood. The blood. The blood. The blood was applied to the door, the entryway to their home. The blood was applied. The blood was applied to all sides, the top and the sides, the entryway, the entryway to the heart, the entryway to the home. The blood was applied. So when death came calling, death looked at that. It says, I can't go in. I can't possess this home. I cannot go in. Amen. The blood, it reaches to the highest mountain. It flows to the lowest valley. The blood, the blood, brothers and sisters, has been applied to their lives through the Passover. And that's why they were there in Jerusalem. Because they were celebrating deliverance from slavery. See, sin binds you, don't it? We are slaves to sin. 
before we give ourselves to Jesus. You know how I know we're slaves? How many have ever tried to quit drinking? How many have ever tried to quit smoking? Listen, I'm not here to preach against those things. I shouldn't have to preach against those things because we know how they affect the body, don't we? We know how they affect the body. Now, if you're doing those things, I'm not here to condemn you. I'm just saying that there are addictions that we have a hard time giving up. How about drugs? How about social media? I don't need to talk about that. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> All these eyes are looking at me like I'm going to kill you for saying that. It's a hard time. We are slaves to sin. But the Lord showed us deliverance that day. See, there's two things that happened that day. They were created as a nation, and they were delivered from oppression. I'm going to say that again because I want you to see the correlation that I'm talking about here. They were a new creation. A bunch of slaves became a nation. A nation. You know what I see in front of me? I see a nation of God. I see a newly created, loving nation of God that's ready to start the war with the devil. We're ready to, come on now, ready to fight. And I'm not, I'm not talking about going out with our fist and engaging in fights. Because I would lose. I'd have to have Randy with me. He's tried to teach me that MMA stuff. And let's just say he's, no, Pastor, you can't do that. You need a bodyguard. I'll get Robert out there with me. And, man, between the two of them, I'll be safe, okay? Praise God. I don't mean fisticuffs. I mean praying in the Spirit, battling in the Spirit, battling with the Word of God. Amen? Listen. The Bible says this, here is the word, here is the sword that we use, okay? And I'm not talking about beating people up and slapping them over the head with the Bible. That seems like fun sometimes, but it doesn't work, right? We need to love them and share with them the love of God because that's what God says does. He doesn't say beat people up. He says love them, amen? Love those who persecute you. Love those who hurt you. Love those who, or that are mean to you. Anybody in this room have people mean to you? Husbands are looking at your wives right now. I see you. I didn't look at my wife, so I'm safe. Because she's not mean to me. Praise God. Thank you. Fast forward about 1,500 years. There was this man named Jesus. And Jesus was kind of a celebrity at this point. They didn't have social media back then. They didn't have Facebook or anything like that. People would talk about what's happening orally. They would go from town to town and they would say, hey, I don't know if you know this, but there's some guy that's healing people. And I, and I, think, he's, I think he's the Messiah. And other people would say, well, he can't be the Messiah. And they would argue back and forth. And, and they didn't know who he was. But he was healing people and he was raising people from the dead. As a matter of fact, in the previous chapter, he actually raised a man from the dead who had been awake, or excuse me, who had been dead for four days. It was Lazarus. And see, he waited four days because Jesus wanted to make sure everybody knew that he was dead. As a matter of fact, Lazarus' sister said, Lord, don't open the tomb because he stinks. Right? They knew he was dead. He was starting to decay. But let me tell you today, there is nobody who is dead around Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah. So he risen, spumming from the dead. And people were beginning to talk. And then... As they were trying to prepare for this holy feast, the Passover, people were busy. They were trying to get things done. And all of a sudden, this man Jesus shows up. Oh, praise God. Man, I love it when we have church and we have an agenda and Jesus shows up and wrecks everything. Don't you? I love that. I love it when Jesus says, huh, I want to do what I want to do this morning. I, I want to I 
to save somebody. I want to, I want to fill somebody. I want to heal somebody this morning. And let me tell you, as a church, we're always going to be sensitive to God doing that. Amen? Amen. Jesus shows up. And all of a sudden, people were talking, hey, Jesus is here. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. But the significance is he rode in on a donkey. Now, let me tell you about that. In those days, a king, a king would ride in on a donkey when they were coming in peace. See, if there's something I want to get you to understand this morning, is Jesus is coming right now to his church, to the people in peace. He is interrupting people's lives, and he is saying, I am here. Listen to me now. He says, I am here. I have showed up. I am here. And you know what people did at that time? I know, I just dropped my water. All right, I picked it up. We're good. You know what people did? They stopped what they were doing. They were busy preparing for religious peace. They were busy preparing for something that they knew they had to do. But when Jesus showed up, none of that mattered, amen? They weren't worried about the preparations. They didn't worry about, because they knew and they recognized the true lamb was at the gate, amen? The true lamb was at the gate. See, they stopped what they were doing. And they said, I gotta go out there. You know what happened? They started going in spontaneous praise. Man, I tell you what, they didn't need a preacher out there telling them to worship or a worship leader. I can just imagine Jesus going, okay, where's my worship leader? Nobody's worshiping. No, he didn't do that, did he? He didn't have the guitar out there or the lute is what the instruments they had back. They didn't have a guitar. They had a lute or whatever or the lyre. Uh, lyre is an, an instrument, not as someone who didn't tell the truth. I want to make that distinction. And so he didn't have the worship team up there, and he didn't have the smoke. Oh, here I go. He didn't have the smoke. He didn't darken the room. <laughs> he just showed up. He just showed up. Ma'am, I tell you what. I get tired of pastors saying, we got to create an atmosphere. No, he is our atmosphere. He is our atmosphere, amen. I don't need to lower the lights to worship God. I don't, because you know what? If you lower the lights, I can't see it. I'm going to get hurt. Trust me, that'll happen, amen. I don't need to lower, I don't need to have smoke in here to symbolize the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit, amen. I don't need special lights, amen, because He is our light, amen. Man, I'm calling out churches to do that because it's unnecessary. And it creates a false spirit. Can I say that again? It creates a false spirit. Because people think that the only way you can have the spirit of God is if the room is dark. You know what? I've seen churches that look like clubs. I'm not going to tell you how I know what that looks like. We're just going to move on. Especially with my parents here. <laughs> it looks like clubs, don't it? I'm waiting for the dancers to come out and the lights going like that. Listen, we don't need any of that. We just need Jesus to show up. And he changes the atmosphere, amen? You ever met somebody when they walk in the room and all of a sudden your attitude changes because they're so bubbly and happy and smiling? You ever met someone like that? You ever want to slap them because they're so happy? Right? See, in our relationship, Jenny and I, you know, you always have this. You have one person that's the morning person, right? And then you have one person, how can I put this, that is not. I'm not going to tell you which one it is that's the morning person. But I wake up and I'll go, hey, how are you? I love you. I miss you. <laughs> and she says, just give me five minutes. So I'm like waiting five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. I'm so excited. I'm going to talk to her. Listen, when someone walks in the room and they're excited about God, when they're excited about what God's doing, and I know in church you have to be careful because you have some that are, that are excitable, 
I would rather have a church where people are excitable than people who are dead. Because I'm going to tell you something, when Jesus walks in the room, I'm going to be breaking out my pom-poms and my palm branches, and I'm going to say, hey, hey, I'm going to say, Hosanna. You know what Hosanna means? It means praise God. Hosanna, Hosanna. Then you got people like this. Is he done yet? <laughs> Listen, if we go to heaven, it's not going to be quiet. You know how I know that? Because Jesus entered the room here on earth and people were screaming their lungs out. They were yelling at the top of their lungs. And I tell you what, you know who it is, you know who it upset? The religious people. Romans didn't care. They were saying, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king. Romans didn't care about that. You know who it upset? The Pharisees. The Pharisees, they were mad. They're like, Jesus, listen, listen, Jesus. You've got to get them to be quiet. Now, I know I could share all these scriptures with you, but just go back and read the story. John chapter 12. Jesus, you, you, you got to get them to be quiet. They're, they're too loud. Jesus, you, you got you to gotta tell them to be quiet. And all the, all the, all the while, people were going, ah! They were Pentecostal before they were Pentecostal. Man, it, it amazes me how quiet people can be in a Pentecostal church. <laughs> Listen, we yell, scream. If you leave here a horse, you know that we've had church. Amen? Praise God. Now listen, I'm not trying to conjure up anything. I'm not trying to, to coax you or guide you. I'm not doing that. I'm just talking about getting into the presence of God. So Pharisees were like, okay, look, you, you got you to gotta tell them to be quiet. As a matter of fact, I think I have that verse. It's in Luke. Let's read that together. So Luke, pull that up for me. He said, and some of the Pharisees called him from the crowd. He says, teacher, is that Luke? I can't tell. I know they're going to get it up for me. Give me, there we go. Thank you, guys. I'm going to take off my jacket now, so it's getting serious. He says, teacher, rebuke your disciples. So they were trying to be nice about it. They trying to be nice about it. Teacher, shh, get them to be quiet. We're trying to worship here. <laughs> teacher, tell your disciples to be quiet. We're trying to do this tradition, not realizing that you are that tradition. Teacher, tell your, tell your people to be quiet. We're trying to worship in the proper way. <laughs> Man, listen, I'm all for order. And I think, we need to be, I think we need to be respectful to the Holy Spirit. But I'm going to tell you something. When you're in the presence of Jesus, you just lose all control. And listen, people are like, no, I won't do that. Listen, I've seen people react to a football game Raising their hands and losing control when one of their teams gets an interception or a touchdown. I've seen some of you at gold medal. Somebody scores. All of a sudden, you get the Holy Ghost dance. Was that good? Did I do that right? <laughs> we, get, <laughs> we get all excited about some basket being scored. But let me tell you, there is something about the Holy Ghost coming down. And the Holy Ghost coming down and inserting himself into our lives. Now listen, I'm not trying to be offensive about what I'm talking about, gold medal. I'm not trying to be offensive about that. But if we get a bit excited about a basketball game, that to be honest, nobody's going to remember in years to come who won or lost. But we can't be excited about the King of kings and the Lord of lords and the Savior of our souls. Then something is wrong. Amen? I'm, I'm telling you, I don't know if I'm anointed or half mad. I'm not sure which. But what I am going to tell you, 
is that the Lord is trying to come and enter the hearts of this church this morning. The Lord is trying to come and declare himself to the heart of Juno right now. The Lord is trying to come and insert himself into the school system right now. The Lord is trying to come and insert himself in the state of Alaska buildings this morning. The Lord is trying to come and insert himself in every church here at Juno, whether they serve him or not. The Lord is writing in. The Lord is writing in. But see, you, you choose how you receive him right now. You can be a Pharisee. Or you can be a worshiper. And see, there's really no in-between here. Did you know that? There's no in-between. Well, pastor, I'm not comfortable with that. Who said we're comfortable? You think I like dancing around and looking like a, a fool dancing around? I'm not comfortable with that. I mean, you know, even David was made fun of when he danced before the Lord. His wife said, what is wrong with you? You're, you're being silly. But what we read later is that his wife was cursed for the rest of her days, mocking what David did for God, okay? I want to tell you this morning, there is something about getting into the presence of the Lord and recognizing what he's doing for you. There is something. You know what, you know what Jesus did to the Pharisees when they were telling him to be quiet? You know what they were doing? Because they were like, shh, shh, shh. I imagine they were going around to people, shh, 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 calm down, we're trying to have service. That just cracks me up. But Jesus said, I will not tell them to be quiet. Read that next verse, verse 40. He says, but he answered and said to them, I tell you that if these should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. Now, let me give you some interpretation according to Pastor Keith Green. See, we've been seeing revival hit various parts of the country. Now, I use that term revival loosely because there's debate on what that word revival means. So I'm just going to call it a movement of God. God is doing something on college campuses. God is moving and people are rushing to the altar and they're spending time with God and their lives are being changed, amen? See, no one would expect a rock to cry out because a rock is inanimate just like some of our church people. That would hit you yet? Just like some of our church people, a rock is inanimate, okay? You try to get them to move and they move back at you, all right? You try to get them to budge a little bit and they won't budge, amen? But God said, when I come into the picture, these very things that rejected me, these very things that are inanimate, these very things that you would have never thought would worship me, all of a sudden they're going to open up and raise their mouth and raise their voice and give me praise. They're going to cry out to God. Wow, pastor, that's good preaching. That's good preaching. Where did you come up with that? Listen, some of you got family members that you think can't be saved. Come on now. You got family members, you say there's no way they're going to be saved. Watch what happens when God enters the room. Some of you, some of you have a situation right now in your life that you don't know what to do. And you say, God, I just wish you would answer this prayer. I'm going to tell you something right now. God rarely is going to tell you what he's going to do specifically because he's going to do it whatever way he sees fit. Amen? But what he is going to do, he's going to step into that situation and then that rock that is your heart is going to cry out for praise to God. Amen? See, that's what God wants from us. He wants our praise. He wants our worship. But I, I want you to hear that from me. When he steps in and he changes the atmosphere, when he changes the atmosphere, he wants our worship. He wants our praise. And when you do that, oh, praise God.
when you worship him, when you worship him, he will change your situation. Well, how do I know, pastor, you're right? Let me ask you a question. What has not worshiping got you? What has not worshiping changed your life? Take it from a worshiper. God's been changing my life. God has healed my marriage. Listen, I'm going to tell you how I, got, I know God is in my marriage. My wife puts up with me. Amen? <laughs> she puts up with me. I, I was singing her a song all day yesterday, and it just drove her crazy. I didn't care. I just had fun. And I would do it in weird voices. <laughs> just having fun, right? And finally she looked at me, she goes, if you don't stop. And she didn't have to finish that sentence. And I realized what she means is I need to sing to her once more. And then I realized what she meant. God has healed my finances. God has healed my heart from bitterness and anger against people who have hurt me. Man, don't, don't people in this town need that? Don't we need healing in the community? Don't, don't, we need, don't we need the blood to wash away the sins of the past and the unforgiveness, the hurt, the trauma? Don't we need God to do something in this city to where white people, clinket people, Haida people, Haitian people, all kind, Filipino, whatever race you are, we all come together and we look at each other not based on the color of our skin, but who we serve, amen? Wouldn't it be great if the Lord rode in to Juno? See, listen, we talk about revival everywhere else. And I'm going to be honest with y'all. I want revival here. Listen, praise God, it's happening other places, but I want revival here. Okay, I'm going to try it one more time. I want revival here. I want revival here. But can I tell you, do you know how we get revival? It starts with you. Don't, don't be looking, okay, pastor's excited and that's good enough. No, I need you excited, amen? I, I, need, I need you feeling what I'm feeling this morning. I need you going, Lord, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Glory to God in the highest, amen. Glory to God in the highest. See, they worshiped him. They worshiped him on his birth. And they're gonna, they worshiped him when he came in. And they worshiped him when he rose again to God in heaven. We need to worship God. Stand with me, please. If you have to go, I understand. We're going to be taking up our offering at the end of service. I realize it's unusual. Ushers, I'm going to ask that you be ready to do that when Will's going to come up here. We're not going to do it quite yet. We're going to do something else. I want everybody across this place to bow their head. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. The Holy Spirit is working his way across the room right now. He's beginning to speak to people. He's beginning to speak to people. Lord, have your way. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, God. Now listen, I know we had an altar call already. I know we did. I know we did, but this is an unusual service. But there's somebody here that you need Jesus. There's somebody here that you need Jesus, and I'm going to give you one more chance. 
I'm not going to take long here because this moment is yours. Take advantage of it. What, I, what do I mean by needing Jesus? It can mean one of a couple things. Either maybe you're that rock and you've closed yourself off to God and you feel something stirring in you. You feel something stirring in you and you don't know what it is. And I'm going to tell you that's the Spirit of God speaking to you right now. And he's about ready to change things in your life. He's about ready to do something that has never been seen before. He's about ready to change you. He's about ready to heal you. He's about ready to move in your life. And you no longer will be what you were. You will be a new creation. But you got to step out of your seat. If that's you, you got to step out of your seat. I'm going to give you a moment here and then we're going to close. If that's you, I want you to step out of your city and say, Pastor, that's me. I need God this morning. I'm giving you a moment. I'm giving you a moment. Is there someone? Is there someone this morning? Richard, come down and pray with him, please. Come down and pray with him, please. Is there anybody else this morning? That's you. You need God. You need God. I know. I, I'm not trying to belabor this, but I know there's somebody. Amen. Praise God. I need some men to come down and pray with Randy, please. Come. Some men, will you come help me out, please? brother I need some people to come down and help me pray come on where my where my prayer team come come please come come is there anybody else? I know we have prayer. I know we have prayer early, but we need people. Hallelujah. 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 Yes. Let the Lord move in your life. Else? Is there anybody else? Hallelujah. Hey. Oh. We worship you, God. Hallelujah. worship him. Listen, I know maybe you got to go and that's okay, but we're going to let the Lord do what he needs to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Oh. We worship you. Come on, say that with me. We worship you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
Hallelujah, we worship you, God. You are worthy of our praise. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. All right, every one of you look at me. Every one of you look at me, all right? I'm going to give you another Bible verse because that's to believe how God communicates to us, okay? There is therefore now no condemnation. I'm going to say that again. There is therefore now no condemnation. You know what condemnation means? It's when the judge looks at you and says you're guilty. You're not guilty anymore. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Listen. Go look it up. I believe it's I believe it's Romans 8:1. If I'm wrong then well, I'm wrong. There is therefore Heather no condemnation. No condemnation. No condemnation. No condemnation, Randy. No condemnation, Robert. No condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. There's no condemnation, Helen. None. There's no condemnation, RJ. There's no condemnation. Now listen. The reason why they wave palm branches, I want to share this with you. The reason why they wave palm branches is it was a sign of victory. Man, I tell you what, the people in this town have been living in defeat too long. Come on now, am I speaking some truth here? I don't know about you, but I don't like being defeated. As a matter of fact, I kind of hate it, to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? I like to win. I know you say, well, Pastor, why do you pull for the team that you pull for? But they're going to do it all this year. Or I'm trading them in for the Seahawks. Don't remember that. I'm tired of losing, amen? But see, here's the thing is I've already won, amen? I have already won. I have already won. I have already won. I have already won. Because the Lord, and I'm sitting there, he's and I got my palm branch. Come on, now like you got a palm branch. Just begin waving that. That's why we raise our hands in the sanctuary. Oh, praise God. Praise. Oh, hallelujah. Listen, the Lord, the Lord has something for you. It is time. Listen to me. It is time to walk in victory. When the devil comes against you and says, hey, you remember that thing you used to do? You say, yeah, but I remember where you're going and I'm not. Amen? Listen. Listen. The devil ain't got no hold on you other than what you give him. Amen? Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not willing to give a thief and a liar the keys to my home. Amen? I'm ready to kick him out of my house. Amen? I'm ready to kick him out of my church. Amen? I'm ready to kick him out of the city. Amen? I'm ready for revival to come to the Glacier Valley Church of God. Amen? I am ready for revival to come to Juno. Amen? I am ready. Pastor, you're yelling a lot. I know, that's what they did that day with Jesus. They yelled and they screamed. And I'm going home, home, I'm going home today a little hoarse. But amen. I know that God was here. Amen. Amen. You can make your way back to your seats as I promise we're gonna do our offering now. Will, if you go ahead and come on up and take our offering, you may be seated. Praise God. Greet each other in the name of the Lord. Praise God. Will's going to take our offering, and for ushers, we'll get ready, please. And after he takes the offering, he prays over, we're going to, he's going to dismiss. I was going to read scripture, but 
it doesn't seem appropriate right now. Um, we're going to do this a little bit differently, ushers. What I, ushers, what I'd like you to do is go and wait out at the door exit on either side. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray. We're going to pray over the offering and at the same time, it's going to be a closing prayer. So as you exit, uh, we're going to have the offering plates there uh, at both doors. And as you exit, you're welcome to put your offerings into those plates as you exit. Thank you for listening to our service. Be sure to catch the video edition of this on either YouTube or Facebook Live. Again, if you need prayer, contact us at 907-789-3605. May God richly bless you in all things.